Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hey loves, welcome to episode 22, Why Is It So Hard to Find Him? You're welcome for the, yet again, very dramatic delivery of the title. I am here with my bestie, back by popular demand, Jamie <laughs> McEwen. Say hi. 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 I'm back. I'm less optimistic than last time, so... Which is why I brought her on to kick her ass a little bit. So I was inspired to do this topic. First of all, I want to say a huge hello and welcome to all of my new Poosh listeners. I am so grateful to Courtney Kardashian and her managing editor, Michelle, who have it kept, they keep bringing me back, mm. guys. They keep bringing me back. They have good taste. They have good taste. Oh, Jane, that's why I keep you around. <laughs> I'm so, so grateful to keep coming back to Poosh and writing on all things heartbreak, dating, relationships, all the things. There's more to come, so stay tuned. And I have gotten, by far, in the last two weeks, the most amount of reach outs from so many people who are sharing their stories with me. And I just want to say thank you so much for connecting. Thank you for listening to how to stop wanting him back. And I just so appreciate all the love. It's so amazing to know that my message is resonating and that you are hearing things that you want to hear in order to feel better and heal your hearts. I do just wanna take a second here to share that I would love to be able to answer every single question and give every single person the advice that you are looking for. However, I do save my advice for my one-on-one clients. So if you are interested in working with me, listen to episodes one, five, eight, and 14. I have very limited spots left with my roster at the moment, but you can always get on a wait list that will be forming soon. And I just love the inspiration from all of you. I love hearing all of your stories. You give me so much more to sink my teeth into and think about. However, I won't be responding to each message giving you the advice that many of you have been looking for. So if working with me is not something that you are interested in, that is also totally fine. But then I highly encourage you to use what I am offering you in the podcast. I think I mentioned in last episode or two episodes ago that this is what the podcast is for. For those of you who aren't interested in working one-on-one, I know that that's not for everybody. So this is why I do the podcast to serve as many as many of you as I can use my personal experiences, clients' experiences, Jamie's experiences (laughs) of what not to do. I'm kidding. (laughs) And, you know, really take that and put pen to paper. I talk about Brooke Castillo's thought model. Use the thought model. Your thoughts create your results. Do you like how I'm sharing that with you as if you haven't heard this before or if you've listened to every single episode? This is 
the absolute truth, my loves. Your thoughts create your results. And so I've shared that with a couple of you who've reached out. Remember, your thoughts create your results. Plug into the model. If you want different results, you got to use different thoughts. And they're like, totally. But it's still, it's, it's, I live in LA and it's just really hard to meet a guy, right? That's a thought. It's really hard as a thought because some other girl could just come here from Minnesota and meet the love of her life and be like, this was the easiest thing ever. That's how we know it's a thought. It is not a fact. And I'm here to break that down today with Jamie because she and I go uh, at heads with each other a little bit (laughs) about this. Um, So I'm going to, I promise I'm going to let Jamie talk, but this was inspired by a listener slash reader follower on Instagram, by the way, shameless self-plug, follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach on IG. But there you can also get free content. If I'm inspired to share a client's ahas, I mean, they're so relatable, you guys. That's why I'm in a business mastermind group. I learn watching my peers get coached on their businesses, right? So you can learn through this podcast and apply the tools to you. So again, I'm not uh, putting a gun to your head to work with me, but I am putting a gun to your head to put pen to paper and do the thought work and commit to shifting your thinking because your thoughts create your results. Your external world is a reflection of your internal world. And there's so much help out there. We're so lucky to have these tools available. So if you're still feeling stuck, if you still feel like, oh no, but my story is different, then hire somebody, hire a great therapist, hire a coach that you might feel is a better fit for you. The help is out there. Go apply. And I am really hitting home on this, you guys, because I soaked up, and I know I talked about this in the last episode of the episode before, I just sat and I read and I listened and I uh-huh, 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 all the teachers, all the authors, all the speakers. And I went home still miserable, woke up miserable and just soaked up the lessons and thought that sounds great. One day I'd like to get there. You get to change that right here, right now. Jamie's actually nodding her head in agreeing. So mm. without further ado, I was inspired. I just want to protect the innocent, but I did tell her she inspired this podcast episode. Why is it so hard to find him? And she reached out and said, you should really discuss how men over 40 don't want relationships. That's a big statement because mm-hmm. I know personally a few men over 40 who want relationships. Yeah, me too. We're going to call you Sarah listening. And thank you for this because as you said, I'm sure there are many women out there who feel that way. 100% you are right. So I think this is a great topic. And then you go on to say, Sarah, I cannot meet anyone normal, smart, etc., who is over 40. That is also another thought. And once a relationship, it's been this way for years. So Sarah, you have a really big story. And then when I went on to say, you know, your thoughts create your results. Uh, you agreed with that. But then when in response, you said, my truth is I don't meet anyone I don't want to have a family with, right? Your truth is also a thought. At one point in my life, my truth was I wasn't thin enough, perfect enough, pretty enough, lovable enough, worthy enough, rich enough, successful enough. My truth today is I think I'm beautiful. Get uncomfortable with the cockiness, but I am owning exactly who I am as a 38-year-old woman. I'm really proud of my abundance. I'm really proud of my success. I'm really very much tapped into my worthiness. I very much think I'm enough. P.S. Still single, right? So 
that's my truth today, but I know my truth is a story. Who knows? I could get heartbroken again. And some guy who I was madly in love with pulls the rug from underneath me. And then I have to like rework that truth of worthiness again, right? So that's my truth currently. I want to commit to that. But that's how we know your truth is not a fact. So I found it interesting when I told you your thoughts create your results and you still went on to be like, yeah, this is my truth. And then the final thing you said is you live in LA. I am sure it's hard for you and your friends too. So you're assuming because I live in LA that that's hard for me and it's hard for my friends. But Sarah, don't worry. I'm not beating you up too much because my friend Jamie is here to tell me that she agrees with you. And yeah, well, I mean, it's funny that, that I had this called Claire recently with a a gripe at the same time that Sarah reached out because I go through phases. I think I'm going through a very normal thing right now where I go through periods of total, like, you know, confidence and there's definitely someone out there. It's just a numbers game. I just have to keep putting myself out there. And then right now I'm in a phase of like, no, there's no one out there. This is too much work. This is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yes, I've dated men over 40. Not that I don't think they have always not wanted a relationship, but I usually find that there's a reason that they're not great at relationships or not ready for one. But it, I don't think that age matters. I just think that for all women in all phases of dating, there, there are periods where it's super hard. And I'm in a super hard phase of it right now. So, yeah. And, and by the way, I, again, want to reiterate you, Sarah and Jamie, and I definitely, I, I shared a post when I recently moved into this new apartment and this 137 pound unassembled coffee table arrived, arrived at the bottom of the steps. And I was just like, how the fuck am I going to get this thing in here? And I, with my strong muscles, thanks to my nutrition coach, Jenny Blake, check her out. I'll put her information in the show notes. I flipped that motherfucker into my apartment and I was like, yeah, and I'm going to put it together tonight. And then I stripped the box open and I was like, oh, wow, no, that's going to (laughs) require man work. And I just had this moment of like, oh my God, I felt so empowered and I'm moving into my own place and all the things. And I was just like, not just the muscles. I just wanted that emotional support of being able to turn to someone and be like, babe, can you put this together? (laughs) Right? So I'm certainly not sitting here saying, I don't know what you're talking about, Jamie or Sarah. Meanwhile, this girl is like, my name is not Sarah. We know we're just protecting (laughs) the innocent. Right. But like really what it comes down to is all these thoughts. And then you went on to say, you know, I'm in New York City uh, and all my friends there and here in New York City have the same issues. I don't have answers anymore. So I have some answers. And guess what? It all starts with mindset. You guys, I cannot hit you over the head harder enough about your thinking. I get so many reach outs from people who want to know how I created this successful life coaching business. What did you do? How did you post? How did you start your podcast? Who did your website? All the bells and whistles people think are the answers. How did you meet your person? I mean, I love asking that question because I genuinely love knowing those stories, the romantic in me, right? But lots of people met through online dating, right? Most people want to say like, oh, we met at Starbucks. Like, we'll tell people we met at Starbucks or at Whole Foods. I think these days it's weirder when people meet in real life. Like, if someone's like, we met in real life, I'm like, you did? I know. I met one of my exes in a yoga class, and I was like, oh, we're so cliche, L.A., like, doing yoga next to each other. I'm like, he's kind of cute. Not my type normally. And then one thing led to the next. So that was really exciting. And I was like, I love that it wasn't, like, this uh, classic 
online dating story. But at the end of the day, who cares if the love of my life meets me at the end of the aisle and I found him through swiping right on mm-hmm. freaking Tinder. I'm fine with it. No, I'm not on Tinder right now. I saw Jamie's face. <laughs> but but here's the thing. I think when with all this online dating, we've been doing it for years now. And this is my thought um, is that I think that who are the men on online, right? And I know we can say the same thing about women, but I just feel like my thought is there are no good men online because every time I've dated people offline um, from I've met online, I feel like there's always it doesn't work out. And I'm like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Right, exactly. So then you continue to swipe away, which Jamie has just shared. She just got back on the apps. Yeah, back. Yeah. So what do you think your result is going to be if you're thinking there are no good guys online? How do you feel when you think the thought there are no good guys online? I mean, it feels like a total burden. Mm -hmm. And you guys, any of you listening who are just like, I don't mind the online process. What about someone like Sarah who's like, well, men over 40 or people, men in New York City, men in LA, men in Minnesota, whatever it is, right? Just plug that thought in. You feel burdened. What else do you feel? I mean, it feels like a waste of time because I just know I spend, what, like an hour a day minimum swiping, messaging, waiting to hear back, thinking about it, like wasting my time and energy. So it feels, and then if it doesn't lead to anything, it feels like a total waste of time. Yeah, it just feels like something I don't want to be doing. And it's very, it's also like, I think meeting people in real life is vulnerable, but it's also vulnerable to put up this very shallow image of yourself. Like I create this profile. So she also has a thought that her profile shows a shallow image of herself. Well, I don't (laughs) No, Look, I'm totally, I'm too deep. That's the problem. But um, she thinks she's too deep. It's getting better and better as we go along. superficiality of online dating because I want to be able to really get to know someone and I want them to be able to get to know me and not judge everything off of like four pictures and like three little like would you rather be a Flintstone or a you know dinosaur like whatever these stupid questions are on there I get that but like also we're not deciding that he's your husband on the first by the way you guys we are recording and we have loud gardeners and we are on a time press so I apologize perfect timing so roll with us I appreciate your patience <laughs> but the, you're then kind of having this expectation that he should be you should figure out if he's like worth going on a date with but like how many times have you met someone at a bar I certainly have or I'm like oh, this guy has potential. And then he shows up on the date and it's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I guess we're, I'm putting too much pressure on yeah, finding like Mr. Right immediately online. But then it goes back to like, I don't want to go on like 10 dates in the next two weeks, you know, like. So how committed are you, Jamie, to finding your person? I mean, I'm committed in theory, but it's a lot of time and a lot of energy. And a lot of conversations. So this is what comes down to what I love to offer my clients. I have actor clients. I have clients who are coaches. I have single clients. I have clients in relationships and they're struggling. And so again, thoughts create results, right? So if the result you want is to meet your person, what do you need to think? If it was in the bag that you had met your person, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Dreamboat guy. I was just thinking this, and I actually was talking about this with a client, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just interject how I would feel. If I had my person, I would feel so lovable, so secure. I'd feel really sexy and romantic 
because physical connection is like very important to me, not just sex, you guys, but like that, like even just like cuddling, holding each other, the gesture, the loving touching of the arm mm -hmm. or peck on the cheek or the lips, right? Just that connection that makes me feel really secure and loved and definitely like an added element of worthiness. Like here I am, I say, Ooh, I, you know, I, I know like my truth is that I'm really worthy, but like, I definitely think when you're with this person who just sees you in the way that you want him to see you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're human, right? I would feel all those feelings. So what would I need to think? And I think for me, it'd be like, of course he's here. Of course it had to happen in this way. I think like when I, and I've definitely shared this on this podcast before, like I envision, right? Like I visualize your thoughts, create your results. So when I visualize my wedding day, and I think at this point, I think when I was a kid, I was such a girl or even in my twenties, like dreaming of the wedding day. And now I just want like an intimate ceremony with the people who I love the most in the room and just like celebrating that union together. But like, I just know I know this is going to happen where I'm going to look my person in the eyes and say everything leading up to here, every heartbreak, every disappointment, every shitty date, every ghosting situation, every abusive relationship, every time being stood up, all the duds, all the swiping was worth this was worth you was worth now. Like it all makes so much sense. And when I'm so committed to that in the same way, when an, an actor has gone on 300 auditions, like you have to go on 300 auditions to maybe book five, especially when you're starting out. My agents used to say to me, this is a numbers game. We're not concerned. Right. And so it's like how committed. And I think when it comes to dating, to your point, you would totally go on 10 job interviews and be like, it's happening. It's happening. Mm -hmm. I would totally do 20 consultations in a week. And if everyone just kept saying no, I would just be like, I am jiving so much right now. And like people are picking up my message so much right now. And they're so interested that like, even if they're saying no, is it a bummer, right? Is it a bummer when it's a shitty date? Is it a bummer when you don't book the job? Is it a dumber, a dumber? When is it a bummer when you don't sign a client? Yeah, but if you are in full belief, my loves, mm. full belief that it's in the bag and you think, feel and behave all the time and you trust and you don't fixate on the how and you don't fixate on it's not happening now. So then why should it? And you don't fixate on the past. Sarah, you said this has been my story for years. You're playing your past into your present and using that to support your future. You have to shift your mind and you cannot use the external evidence of the man who doesn't want what you want, but you still want him, then he's not your person. And I would highly recommend you listen to my first episode. All I want is for him to come back. No, you don't. Any person who is picking up what I'm throwing down in my work, any of my clients, and now I have a big screening process, as you guys know, as I just said, you've got to listen to my podcast. Anyone who's going to be committing to doing the work with me has to begin to start wrapping their brains around the fact that you do not want a man who does not want to be with you. He is not your person because he isn't in the picture. So there's cleaning up there that you need to do, Sarah committing to the thoughts. Why are all the reasons you don't want him back? Get clear there because you're still pining for Mr. Unavailable. So Mr. Available can't show up 
until you let go of Mr. Unavailable. I say this to you because I pine, I feel like I'm in this transition right now because I have, I do what I do because I was you. So Sarah, I love you for this question. I'm not being tough. I'm, I'm being tough on you, but I am so passionate about getting this through to you because of the years that I spent pining away from Mr. Wrong and thinking that there was something wrong with them or they just weren't available or it just wasn't working. And I wasn't looking at why I still wanted to chase after them. And I wasn't committing my brain to thinking a different story. Jamie, what mm. are your thoughts? Um, I love all this. I'm just like sitting here staring at you because I'm like, keep talking. And I love what you said about holding a vision of the future because I can do that sometimes, like picture myself with my person and say, yes, everything was worth it. I didn't understand it at the time, but it was all worth it to be in this moment. But in the moments when I'm going through it and it's hard and lonely and sad and I've gone on either bad dates or had to end a relationship that wasn't working or had to let go of the person who I really wanted to be with. What are your tips for like how I hold that vision and put it into my life in the moments where it's like so hard to hold the faith, to keep the faith? I think that that is an excellent question. <laughs> Such a good question. As a former kiss ass in school, I love when I ask <laughs> a great question. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we did go to high school together, and Jamie doesn't remember we were sitting in biology next As to As a each former other. straight A minus student, I love when I get something right. Straight <laughs> A minus student. So this is where we get to be human, right? Like I think, look, again, the actor who is going on the audition who is that is perfect for him or her, right? And like, I am perfect for this. I did my best work. The casting director said it was amazing. I got called back. Then the producers called me back. Then I got put on hold and I didn't book it. Be a human and be really upset about it. Be bummed. Be disappointed. What I do want to point out is having the desire for something that we don't have yet is such a beautiful and exciting thing. But most of us, especially when it comes to love, is, oh, I still haven't met him yet. Oh, the only one I want is someone who doesn't want what I want. He doesn't want me. He doesn't want the things, right? Oh, not fair, not fair, not fair. And we look at this desire for things that we don't have yet as a problem. And it's not a problem. However, we are humans. We get to feel disappointment. Of course, like, you get to ha put your ho get your hopes up and feel really excited and then feel disappointed and then get the fuck back on the horse. How committed are you? How committed am I, right, to my belief, to my vision? This is something that my coach, Stacey Bayman, my business coach, and my personal coach, Karen Gillen, and it bleeds into business with her as well because how you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life. I said to Karen the other day, I'm really good about fantasizing about my love life and like my wedding day and what that looks like, and I feel it. And sometimes I get really wobbly on my business because I've shared this with you guys. I, I've always been used to struggling because I was an actress. It would be feast or famine, or it would be a really good creative year and not a really great financial year and all the things, all the highs and lows. And so now that I've transitioned into being, if I say so myself, a pretty successful entrepreneur over especially the last year of my life, I and, and my business coaches and my business coach and personal coach really want to keep up-leveling me and expanding my business and creating this empire and all the things, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, that feels so scary. 
And then there'll be really exciting things like all of you guys reaching out to me. Again, I, I so appreciate the reach outs and keep the questions coming because I love the inspirational questions and content for this podcast. So I'm, I'm just so excited to hear from all of you. And there are other times where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't respond to everybody. All the things like the, the life is still always going to be 50, 50, as Brooke Castillo always says, mm. 50% negative, 50% positive. Even as my business has gotten to a place that's an absolute dream, there's still going to be 50% negative emotion. Even when my person comes into my life, and I've definitely talked about this before, there's going to be negative emotion. I'm probably going to have thoughts like, like Willie want a baby because I I'm 99% sure that that is what I do want. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, do I, do I really? Um, but so sorry that this is such a long roundabout answer. I think you get to feel the disappointment, but then I think you get back on the horse, right? Like to my, like my actor friends or a couple of actor clients who I have. Okay. But like, you're not quitting becoming an actor, right? You're not mm -hmm. quitting being an actor. They're already actors just because you don't book the job doesn't mean that you're not an actor. Right. But you're still going to be an actor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's out of the question. All right. So put your big girl pat panties on, get back on the horse and go kill it at the next audition. Go hustle for the next audition. Oh, you're not auditioning. Go create amazing content that showcases you and pitch that to every single network you possibly can. Go banging on doors and believe, 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 and don't give up. So yeah, process the emotions, process the fear, process the thinking that happens after the shitty date. Oh, there goes another one. Oh, what a waste of time. Do thought work after the date. Well, this date last night was actually a neutral circumstance. Even if he did show up 25 minutes late or longer, right? Or asked you to pay or talked about himself the whole time or frowned upon the fact that you're a life coach. Jamie is an amazing health coach. I'm an amazing heartbreak coach. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> and so sometimes even in LA, guys would like give us like, a, like what? What are you? Right. right? And we've had experiences where they just don't take us seriously for who we are and what we do. And so all the things, guys, all of that is a neutral circumstance. And how I know it's a neutral circumstance, again, is like, Guy didn't understand what I did. Guy ghosted. All of those things are neutral circumstances. It's how I want to think and feel about his reaction to what I do. It's about how I want to think and feel about him showing up 45 minutes late. One guy totally did do that. It was so ridiculous. And then he came in and was like complaining and eye rolling about how horrible his day was. And like, as a producer, it's just like, this is the life that I have. I mean, it was so mm. ridiculous, but I could have gone down the slippery slope of like, what is my life? This is terrible. I thought it was like the best fucking story ever of mm -hmm. my dating life. And I went to my friend Jordan's house and I told him the whole thing. And we were like crying, laughing at the ridiculousness. And it's like a story for the books and one step closer towards where I want to go. One more thing that I want to just add to that long-winded answer, Jamie, to your amazing mm -hmm. A minus question. Yes, thank you. Is what is belief? What does that mean? How do you stick to belief? What I do every day, what my coach works on with myself and my peers in my mastermind group is what is it that you want to believe, right? So I believe my person is coming. I believe I'm going to meet my partner, right? The belief plan for me in my ideal relationship. So, I mean, I, this is, I'm tweaking it for you listeners who are wanting to meet your person if this episode title is resonating with you. But obviously, Stacy does these belief plans with us based on our businesses, right? But 
the belief plan for Claire and her ideal relationship. Well, what do I need to think? Like if I'm doing the work on myself, then my person is totally out there doing the work on his self, right? Mm-hmm. And if I believe that I'm such a catch, then I know that there's gotta be my opposite sex match out there. And for any of you who are gay or bisexual, who, whatever that is for you, as I always like to point out, Yes, this podcast is called How to Stop Wanting Him Back because I love to just speak from my own point of view as a heterosexual female. However, heartbreak, dating, relationships, finding your person is, of course, a universal lesson. But what do, what else do I need to think? Like, you know, I've been in amazing relationships before. Relationships happen when you show up to yoga class or go to a bar or um, swipe online, right? Like they can happen. You can meet your person at any time, any place. Another thought that I love to think is become the woman who your ideal man is searching for. Mm. So who is your ideal man? Getting excited about him, visualizing him. And I don't mean aesthetically that he has to be six foot five and gorgeous and uh, what is it? Tall, dark and handsome, mm-hmm. all the things, right? But like, how do you feel around him? How does he show up? What is the mental, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual connection between the two of you? How does he show up at the end of your day? How do you show up for him at the end of his day? How do you guys show up for each other in your career endeavors? How do you show up in partnership when someone's going through a really hard time? Like all those things I think about and I'm like, yeah, or Hmm, this is something I could like work on more about myself. As I talked in my recent episode of he's out of my league, right? I'm like, oh, wow, there's another story of, oh, he's out of your league. So you're not worthy enough. I'm like, oh, I've got more cleaning up to do there. Like not looking at it as like, oh no, I still don't think I'm worthy and going down like a sad Sally sob scene, right? That didn't make any sense. Go down a sad Sally slope. It was a great alliteration. (laughs) Doesn't matter if it made sense. <laughs> but the point is, right, to just like really picture that. And even as I'm just saying that out loud, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And always thinking, growing, and behaving, and feeling as that ideal woman for your ideal partner or ideal male for your ideal partner, right? So, like, and I commit to my belief plan. And this is why I know my result is that I'm still single because even though I have way more fun visualizing the love of my life and sharing my life with someone, I definitely know that my thoughts, energy, and behavior are completely focused on my business, which I've shared with you guys a lot. And my belief plan in my bedroom on a big whiteboard is all about my business, right? So as a result, my business is doing pretty fucking well, right? So I'm just married to my business right now. I know when I'm ready, I'm going to put my all into, well, I think I'm always going to be married to my business, <laughs> but really like I'm at a place right now. And Stacy said this, like I'm looking for, you know, blue collar 40, 50 hour work weeks from you guys right now with where you're at at your businesses. And I'm, I'm given that. And so, so grateful. But you know, when you're talking to almost 20 people a week about their problems and you're there for them outside of hours, um, I'm not in a place right now where I'm like, yeah, I want to date as well. Right. So I fully own that my thoughts create my results of being single. And I'm very clear about it. But I also 100 percent believe that there is an absolute way to believe your way closer to your person. And the way to not do it is to believe that all men over 40 who you are interested in aren't available for the things that you want in your life. And if your story has been that for years, it is because of the way that you are thinking. Hmm. end scene Jamie would you like to also what (laughs) I want to say is just like listening to you talk right now it reminds me 
um, not to blow smoke up your ass, but of the value of coaching, like the Ooh. value of having a, but like blow smoke up. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Um, the value of having a coach or even a really supportive friend, and not just that friend who's going to be like your. You want this the friend who's like your cheerleader, but not just telling you always what you want to hear, or you think you want to hear, like telling you the truth. Because, you know, I've done different things like vision boards and you know, love corners and like feng shuiing the house. You guys, I have two <laughs> pink candles lighting right now in my bathroom because it's my love corner. Yeah. Where I and many people take shits is my left corner. You're <laughs> like welcome for the visual. Epic love corner. and I'm- All pink accents in the bathroom, everything to compensate for shit taking place in my love corner. It's fine. And we wonder why I'm single. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming to the love corner. Drawing well, my, him in. My coach said, sorry to, I just have to share this. My, I was like, coach, my love corner is exactly where the toilet is. And she was like, well, when your man comes, he's going to be spending a lot of time in there. So that's perfect. <laughs> oh my that's God. why I hired her. Always turning it around. I love to the positive. it. I love it. Continue. Anyway. And anyway, just, you know, listening to you talk is like already giving me like, yeah, yeah. Like that, that reminder, that confidence, that like, like returning to my belief system because I do have the belief, but it's easy to lose it. So, and the reason why it's easy to lose it, so sorry, I keep interrupting, but the reason why it's so easy to lose it is because we are looking at exactly what is right. I don't have him now. And we're looking at exactly what was your job is to get giddy as fuck hashtag GAF mm. about him coming in. Shift your internal world like he's already fucking here. Right. And that's where everyone says, shut up, you woo-woo life coach in la-la land. No, I will not shut up because I didn't have life coaching clients. I didn't have a business. And I started one four years ago. And yeah, I got training. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. And I just believed and I knew I could serve. And I fell on my face and people fired me and people said they wanted to work with me. And then they told me they didn't want to work with me. And then I started getting more confident and I started serving more and more and writing more and more and sharing my own personal experience and getting really vulnerable and believing and believing and believing. And now I've created and I'm scaling at a multiple six figure business this year because of my fucking belief, not because I podcasted every week, not because I blogged every week, not because I have a bells and whistles, pretty website or pretty pictures on Instagram, because I believed and I served and I showed up and I knew I was the best fucking heartbreak coach out there. And you guys have to believe that you are the best catch out there for your most desirable man. And your most desirable man is not a man who doesn't want what you want. You do not desire a man who doesn't want kids with you or doesn't want marriage with you. That is not your guy. So clean that up and then get really clear about who he is and how you want to feel and how you want to think and how you want to show up as if he is here and is going to be fucking magic. Okay, guys, every time you start to doubt yourself, doubt the relationship, all you have to know is episode 22. That's what number <laughs> on, right? You just play this. This is the pep talk. I mean, if you like can afford to hire Claire, you definitely should because she's amazing and she can be your weekly pep talk. But if you're not ready for all that commitment yet, I mean, fucking just play that over and over because just sitting here and absorbing this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know in like an hour I could go home and be swiping on Bumble and be like, oh God, this is awful. And then if I just listened to this again or started to put this in my own head, eventually, or create your own belief plan, create my own belief plan, then 
it is such a difference because I do feel like up, so uplifted just listening to you. And I do just want to point out, Jamie and I are extremely close friends. She does not blow smoke. I mean, we were joking aside, but if I brought Jamie on this show, I didn't know what was going to happen this afternoon. This was actually a very impromptu. Jane, she called me and I was like, oh my God, I have to podcast. I didn't get any sleep. It's due tonight. Where are you? Do you want to come over? She's like, I'm actually six minutes away from Beverly Hills, which is where I live. You're welcome. Right. And I was like, shut up. I was like, I do have an inspired topic from a reader. I think it'd be great because I know what this reader, Sarah, again, thank you for being the inspiration. I know Jamie and I have had arguments about this. So I said, let's just see where it goes. But I want you to be the skeptic that you've been in these conversations. So if we were to end this conversation and I hadn't sold you, you would tell me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, So I just want to make it clear, like, come on the show and have it seem like I've convinced you (laughs) and shifted you. And then maybe they'll feel shifted. Unlike Claire, I'm not an actress, so I can't pretend when something has happened. So no, that would not have been the case. Yeah, no, it's it's really true. I think we, we always need these little reminders. Like, it is easy to look at a pattern and start to believe that the pattern is reality. But we always have the power to shift our thoughts around the pattern. This is what Claire tells me all the time. But I also need to hear it over and over again. And there's nothing, honestly, for me more empowering when I do get a belief and, like, internalize it and own it and, like, really feel it. It's, I mean, think of all the things in your life that you've ever wanted. Like, when have they really happened? When you've, like, just believed it so deeply. Regardless of what your external world looks like. Yes. That is the absolute key, my loves. And no, it's not easy. And by the way, I'm sitting here being all preachy because it's my fucking podcast. However, this is why I have three coaches. Three, because I'm cray. (laughs) Business coach, personal coach, nutrition coach right now. And it's just because I believe so strongly in the work. I believe so strongly my person is coming here and I am not even lifting a finger except fantasizing about him and getting more and more clear about who he is and the woman that I am already that I'm really proud of and the woman that I want to continue to become. Like I've got work and I I do continue that since I met that hot dude at the gym. I'm like, no, Claire, you are a catch. You are worthy. 100%. Of course he came over to you. Like I have to reteach myself that story because there's some deeper rooted old story from being an awkward chubby 14 year old wallflower girl that was taller than everybody else and like couldn't wear the little teeny J crew bikinis like all of her other cute prepubescent friends like there's still that old story that I'm like fuck off story right but Mm -hmm. it it just creeps up and that doesn't make me less of a coach it doesn't make me less of a human we all have old wounds that surprise us at times it doesn't mean that my work has gone out the window or I'm back to square one our brains are crazy crazy machines (laughs) And we just have to meet ourselves where we're at and catch ourselves. And yes, of course, obviously, I agree with Jamie. Coaching is the most valuable thing you can give yourself because I'm always going to have blind spots that my coaches point out to me. And when I can't figure out a way to elevate my own thinking with my business, and yes, I obviously am not like, all the time, so positive about the love of my life coming in, hence the unassembled 137-pound West Elm (laughs) coffee table, right? Like, of course, there are those moments, and then you just show up. And, And I have clients say, yeah, I did the thought work, but then... I just started feeling shitty again. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, 
rinse and repeat. If you know you want to become a star, you don't just say, I auditioned five times and I just like didn't book anything. So what the fuck? It's the business, not me. Mm -hmm. No, it's not how that works. So how committed are you to clean up your old story, change your old story, internally shift your thinking and your wiring around attracting your person over and over and over and over again? And who are you to decide when it should happen? If you are so committed and it is in the bag, you get to decide right now it's in the bag and think, feel, and behave like it's in the bag all the time. And by the way, to any of you single people out there, I know every single married person who's just like, it ain't that fun. And yeah. they're living vicariously through Jamie and I who want to pull a Romeo and Michelle at our 20-year reunion this year. <laughs> right? Like, you think the grass is always greener. So I'm fucking living up my single boss babe entrepreneurial lifestyle right now because I know he's coming. Yeah. And the other thing too, and you're so dead on with all that, but like life is always going to bring us challenges, right? Like we have to do the work. Like I've been on a personal growth journey for 10 to 15 years because I don't know how anyone navigates this world without always doing the work. You know it because you do the work. Like I tell this to my health coaching clients. I'm like, we cannot just live in this world and expect and just like go about like zombies and not take care of ourselves. There's just no way you're going to be healthy if you're not constantly taking care of yourself, protecting yourself from stress and all this stuff. And it's the same thing, I think, with like love and relationships. Now, not that it's always easy to do it, but like it's so important to always either be like working with a coach or reading a great book or listening to a great podcast because, yeah, I mean, it just life has to throws too much at us for us to not be aware and actively. And especially in 2019, you can get anything you want at your fingertips all the time. You can get cigarettes delivered, alcohol delivered. You can literally go stalk your ex-boyfriend and torture (laughs) yourself at your fingertips. Your ex-boyfriend can contact you and you're like thinking you're over him and then he contacts you and you're like, ah, it just derailed everything. So it is our jobs to stay vigilant and manage our minds and keep our eye on the prize and elevate our thoughts and take the best care of ourselves. Thank you, Jamie, for reminding everyone of that. And But one thing I will disagree with you on, you're like, I know it's hard, but if you can, get a coach. Make it your priority, you guys. Oh, totally. I thought for forever, I can't afford a coach. I can't, I can't, I can't. Get a second job. And, you know, I have some clients who are coaches and they're just like, oh, but my day job or whatever. And like, I have to. Yeah, I was a personal assistant till last November. Thank God for an amazing family. And they were a dream and they were super flexible with me. But like, yeah, like having to like run errands for someone at 37, being college educated and like having much bigger ideas of what I would be doing. And that's not a knock on this amazing family that I work for. It's just like, obviously, there were bigger ideas that I had for my life at the age of 37. But I held on to my vision and my belief that I was going to create something really, really amazing and huge. And so I I not only just kept a smile on my face, it wasn't a fake smile. I like always reminded myself this job was such a gift to support my dream. So guys, nothing has gone wrong. Your being single is totally neutral and your past is totally neutral. Read my heartbreak story on my website, clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. Listen to my heartbreak story, episode five. That whole thing was totally neutral, but I had a lot of negative emotion and a lot of negative thoughts about it because I had an unmanaged mind and I had no belief in my future. I had no belief in myself. I had no belief in my worth. And I went and I did the fucking work and it took me a really long time. And I know I can take you to that healed level, to that hopeful level, to that productive level, to that creating level, to create whatever the fuck you want at a much quicker pace. Because I now know 
a lot of what not to do, but figure it out. Yes, people say it's too expensive, whatever. I, I am a pretty, I'm a pretty penny. You can go back to my interview with Rachel Cole. We do discuss how I am a pretty penny, but listen to the, the sacrifices she made, right? How committed are you to make the change? And your thoughts create your money results too. So if you're sitting here and sick of yourself and sick of your results and sick of being broke and sick of not being able to do the things that you wanna do because you can't afford it and you can't help it and your dad did this to you when you were six, get the fuck over your victim story and figure your shit out. Love you. Oh, can I slow clap to that? Don't want to do a, a fast one? <laughs> Why slow? Slow is more dramatic. Oh. <laughs> I feel like slow is like, I feel like we should just slowly clap her and like no, get her, get her like off the stage. the gravitas of the clap. All right. I'll take yeah. it. Uh-huh. Well, we are at time. I actually do have to coach. You guys, I love you so much. Sarah. So much love and gratitude to you for this inspired topic. Jamie, my bestie, tell them how they can find you. We didn't get into oh, your yeah, amazing yeah. coaching. Don't, she just eye-rolled and like belittled herself. So <laughs> clearly we know where her work is. She is the most incredible health coach. She has guided me through many illnesses and confusing <laughs> weird shit happening to my body. Chronic coughing, night sweats, super sexy. Want to know why I'm still single? <laughs> Uh, Jamie has helped me through a lot and she is like my walking encyclopedia of all the healthy, holistic ways to heal the body. And she's just hilarious and super approachable and not higher than thou and just really relatable. And she's a dream. A lot of my clients have gone to her too and love her. So, um, how can they find you? Oh, thank you for all that. Um, uh, so I'm on wholelifegems.com. That's gems with a J. So whole life, J E M S. Not whole. H-O-L-E-W-H-O-L-E. Oh, yes. Sorry. To clarify it all, W-H-O-L-E, life, do we know that one? L-I-F-E, J-E-M-S dot com, and same handle on Instagram, at Whole Life Gems. Life could also be L-Y-F-E, because you and I used to do work at a restaurant there. But yes. we will put her link in the show notes. Follow her. Her Instagram stories are amazing. She's like unbelievable. She takes an herbal class. What, what class are you taking? <laughs> I'm, I'm in an herbalism apprenticeship. I'm becoming an herbalist. <laughs> it's cool. It's normal. It's, it's so fun. cool. I'm not laughing at her. I'm just like classic Jane. <laughs> so if you want to know more about the power of herbs, yeah, you should definitely reach out to her because herbs really are amazing. And I think everything she does is amazing. So reach out to her if you want more help on how you can, I mean, fix all the things I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Mm-hmm. You guys, so much love. Keep the questions coming. Please know that unfortunately I do not give advice one-on-one. I save that for my clients. One of the gifts, and Rachel talked about this in our last episode, is that I um, offer on-call support in between sessions to my clients that you're, you're thinking stays elevated. So if I was to continue to respond to all the Instagram messages, I get very desperate messages. Help me. I need you. So use the tools on this podcast. It's free content for you that I I actually pay for this podcast to get produced so that you guys can take these words of wisdom, if you will, and go do the work, apply the work. And if I'm not the right fit for you, go find a professional who can help you because there's so much um, available help out there. So lots of love. Anything else, Jane? No, I think that Signing wraps it off. Up. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for I'm being so excited you. about this conversation. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and please keep the questions coming if you want me to answer anything on the podcast. Lots of love. Until next time. Bye. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop 
wanting him back and find someone better, then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.